We are finally here. The day is upon us. The Hoosiers will tip off tonight in what will be the start of hopefully a really great weekend for Indiana basketball, men's and women's. Let's get you caught up in all the last-minute info you need to know, including who the Hoosier women are going to play on Saturday. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Hoosiers. It is tournament day for the men's basketball team. Tournament weekend for both teams. And like I said, hopefully the start of something really special this weekend. Before we dive into all that, I want to thank you guys for making us your first listen every single day. We are your one and only daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. This episode is also brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Let's start off with the women's team because we know who their opponent is officially now. Tennessee Tech and Monmouth squared off in Assembly Hall in the playing game. Uh, they actually have the playing games at the location of where the winner will play at for logistical reasons, and it's not going to draw the same crowd that it would in Dayton for the first four. So those two played in a, honestly, what was a mostly empty assembly hall on Thursday night. It was a late late game. It didn't end until about midnight. So I wouldn't blame you if you did not see that Tennessee Tech won 79-69 to in this one. It was kind of a battle of two opposed offenses in that Monmouth really wanted to score in the paint and they were dominating in there early whereas Tennessee Tech wanted to score from the three-point line threes are better than twos and I guess that is kind of the genesis of of why they won I watched a, a little bit of the first half I mean jokes aside that was kind of what the first half was a lot alike of just trading threes for two Monmouth went 6-23 6-23 of 23 from the three-point line. They shot 24-58 uh, of 58 from the field, whereas Tennessee Tech hit 12 three-pointers. So double it up on three-pointers, and that was a difference. That was more than the difference in this one to lead Tennessee Tech to victory. So we officially know IU will play Tennessee Tech 11.30 a.m. tomorrow. It'll be in Assembly Hall. It'll be on ESPN2. Right after that game will be Oklahoma versus Miami at 2 p.m. Uh, if you can, you can take a look at the box score quickly in this one for Tennessee Tech. Jada Gwynn and uh, I had the name pulled up here. Mal- uh, Malia Owens. Jada Gwynn and Malia Owens were the two leading scorers for Tennessee Tech with 18 apiece. Uh, Peyton Carter had 12. They're, they're the type of team. I should also mention that Jordan Brock had 16 off the bench, but they were the type of team that, you know, knocked down some threes and it could start going their way, but we're going to take a look at this team a little bit deeper. We're not going to do too deep of a dive, but a little bit deeper. There's a reason if you guys did not listen on Thursday, um, we did a full preview of the women's tournament, but more specifically the the bracket the Hoosiers are in with Sabrina Merchant of The Athletic. Fantastic. She was awesome. 
She gave us everything we need to know about that bracket. She also picked the Hoosiers to bake the Final Four. So if there's more reason or more incentive you need to go uh, listen to that podcast, head on over there. You can listen to everything about the bracket over there. What we didn't talk about at all, if I'm being honest, is the 1 versus 16 game. It's already a game that uh, just inherently isn't close in the women's side. The men's side, it's close. Uh, I mean, we all, or a lot of us probably watch Northern Kentucky against Houston. Um, and Northern Kentucky gave them a run for their money. Obviously, Marcus Sasser was not, uh, or he re-injured his groin. So he wasn't available. Um, but, and, and that's certainly a storyline to watch for IU, but that is multiple games away. Uh, but on the women's side... There's just such a huge discrepancy between the great teams and the Tennessee Techs. We didn't need to do much of a, a discussion on one versus 16. If IU gets upset by a 16 seed, then we will have the discussions about what happened. But I can assure you it's not going to be because I didn't preview them thoroughly in the preview podcast. So there are no lines up for the women's game. I don't know that there's going to be for this game. It's going to be a really lopsided line if it is for as I don't even want to say necessarily good as Tennessee tech looked on uh, Thursday because they only shot 46% from the field. They knocked down some threes there. It's, it was nothing to really worry about. They're going to be wholly outmatched by uh, Indiana on Saturday. Uh, so it would be a super lopsided line. I'd be interested just to see how lopsided it is. I don't know. Maybe I'd throw some money down on it. <laughs> Let's see how much IU can win by, but, uh, you guys can check out FanDuel for that. The, after that game will be the Oklahoma state Miami game that I mentioned. If you guys have not seen, have not heard, you probably want to pull for Oklahoma state in this one because, uh, Yarden Garzon's older sister plays for Oklahoma State, and who doesn't want to see the two sisters play one another in Bloomington on Monday? It'd be super fun, so pull for Oklahoma State for the narrative, although there's a pretty decent chance the men's and women's teams will play Miami this weekend, which, like I've, I said earlier this week, uh, we can trash talk if we knock Miami out of both tournaments I'm t- I'm completely down for that again multiple steps away here but uh always looking ahead always looking for the potential trash talk it's going to be an interesting game on Saturday though let's take a look at Tennessee Tech get a little bit of a sense of who the Hoosiers are going to play uh here in just a moment we just mentioned today's sponsor FanDuel it's March no better time to be betting Look, I made some money. I bet on Missouri. Uh, They were one of the teams that... Actually, I don't think Missouri was technically an upset, but there were a number of upsets on the day. If you guys want to join in on the madness, no better time to sign up for FanDuel. They have a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. It's bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, go out there. Pick that upset. Heck, put money down on Kent State. And if they win, you at least have made some money off IU losing. If they lose, you get bonus bets back. It's a win-win for you. So don't miss out. Don't uh, miss your chance to sign up 
Get those no sweat first bets up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with fanduel and an official sports betting partner of the NBA. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Big thanks to you guys for making us your first listen every single day. Make sure you guys are checking out Locked On College Basketball. Uh, Obviously, there's no better time to be listening to college basketball content uh, right after this. If you're listening before the games on Friday, head on over there. Catch up on all the stuff you might have missed late last night or just... Listen to them talk about Arizona or Virginia losing and getting upset. Whatever it may be, head on over there. Available on YouTube, wherever you guys get podcasts. Let's look a little bit into Tennessee Tech. Again, not a great team. They went 23-9. and They It was a bit of a surprise that they won the conference. They were only 13-5. Uh, and and finished third in the conference in the regular season, and then won the conference tournament. So they weren't even necessarily, it's not like a Kent State where they were the best team in the conference and secured the automatic bid. This wasn't even the best team in the conference in the regular season. There's not really a whole lot to go off of. They have played one non-mid-major this season, and it was Cincinnati. Cincinnati beat them by 11, and Cincinnati finished the season 9-21. So that's about your only point of reference you can really have in this. There aren't even uh, similar opponents. There's nothing when you're looking at these results you can really go off of other than they were like an above-average team in the uh, Ohio Valley Conference. They weren't even a great team, and they got hot at the end of the season and won seven straight games, including the conference tournament. It's eight straight games now with the win on Thursday. So they're hot, but you're coming up against a buzzsaw. You can look at some of the numbers for them as a team. Shoot 43% from the field. They shot a lot of threes and made a lot of threes on Thursday, but it's not like that's like something they routinely do, they're middle of the road in terms of attempts and makes in the country. Uh, 146th in attempts, 121st in makes, they shoot 33% from three. So it's not, we mentioned on Thursday, a Florida Gulf Coast where nobody's shooting more and there are they're like ninth in the country in percentage. This is just, they shot well on Thursday. It's a team that has almost no size whatsoever. They have one person, two people over six foot Anna Walker at six foot and DJ McFarlane at six, three DJ McFarlane has played 13 games all season. Anna Walker is probably going to be the one that starts off on McKenzie Holmes. 
Godspeed. Uh, they Monmouth was having their way in the paint, and Mackenzie Holmes is a little bit better than Monmouth and any of their bigs, respectfully. <laughs> Mackenzie Holmes is, is going to be better than that, so good luck on that. I mean, they are a good defense. They're one of the best teams in the country at defending the three-point line. Uh, teams only shoot 25.3% from three against them. And in conference play, it was 24.8. So, like, they're good in that regard. But, I mean, that that's kind of part of IU's offense. They have McKenzie Holmes. Like, it's not that the Hoosiers are super reliant on that. I would expect a very big game from McKenzie in this one. Uh, it is going to be... She's going to score a lot of points in this game, I think. This is going to be a pretty lopsided score. If you look at the players of note, we mentioned most of them. Malia Owens is their leading scorer, 14 points. Uh, Jada Gwynn is at 10.5 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists. Uh, Anna Walker, who we just talked about, 10 points, 5 rebounds. And Reagan Grimes, 8 points and just a tick under 6 rebounds. Reagan Grimes, she's a guard. So they only have three people listed as either a forward or a center on their roster. Again, this is going to be a really big game for, for McKenzie Holmes. I imagine the game plan is feed McKenzie at any point possible and watch her feast. So this, I think, is going to be a pretty lopsided game. Obviously, IU defensively is going to do a better job, I would say, of limiting those three-point attempts than Monmouth did because, again, it's just it's not something that they typically do, and IU has plenty of ways to beat a team. They're not going to rely on the three-pointer. Uh, it might start to open up if McKenzie is feasting, but I don't want to sound too overconfident, but the parity isn't really there in women's basketball, and this is, I mean, one versus 16 games in the women's side are typically pretty lopsided. And I think this is going to fall under that pretty lopsided category. So we'll see. It's going to be a quick turnaround this weekend. IU men are going to play super late. Uh, if that game tips off before like 10, 15, I'll be surprised. And then it's going to be like 12 hours later, 13 hours later, the women's team is going to tip off. So it's going to be a, a jam packed, like, less than 24 hours to watch IU basketball this weekend. Hopefully it's a couple wins. We are going to be live on Saturday. I meant to mention this on the open. I'm not entirely sure of the time yet. It's going to be Saturday afternoon, potentially after the Oklahoma state Miami game, depending on results and who wins and stuff. We might try to do something with locked on canes for the men's basketball preview. It's a quick turnaround. It's going to be a really quick turnaround. Uh, but regardless, we're going to be live on Saturday to recap both games. Hopefully a couple of wins, but we'll recap both games and get a sense of what's next for Indiana on the weekend. So be sure you're following on Twitter so you can see that. Be sure you're subscribed on YouTube so that you can see the, the show when it goes live as well. On the note of the men's team, the Indy Star did an interesting article talking to coaches who have faced Kent State, had some interesting 
quotes in there we're going to talk about and just kind of get some last minute thoughts heading into this contest. Before we talk about any of that, it's t- uh, let's talk about Built Bar, one of our longtime sponsors. The Built Bar March Madness bracket is here. We know you have a favorite bar or puff, and now it's time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. I'm a huge fan of cookies and cream over here. Every time I mention that in our kind of group talk, our group message for uh, the Locked On College Network, I get told about how awful it is. So uh, you can head on over there now. Cookie Dough Chunk is in this bracket. I mean, you can look at this and just get an idea of what flavors they have. Coconut Bar, Coconut Puff churro uh, mint brownie lemon dipper cheesecake brownie batter maple donut cookies and cream you guys can head on over to builtmarchmadness.com put your votes in today because if you do vote uh, you'll be entered in a drawing where 50 locked on listeners will win a free box of built and one locked on fan will win a 12 month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You gotta try Built. You hear us talk about it all the time. So run to Built Mar- BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff. Pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March. So hop in and support your pick. Mentioned that Zach Osterman over at the Indy Star had an interesting article on Friday just talking to some Mac coaches, uh, a handful of them. Most of them wanted to stay anonymous. Michael Lewis of Ball State, obviously former Hoosier, was I think the only one that went on record. But everybody else wanted to kind of stay anonymous about it. But the, the general question was about this Kent State team, about the... Uh, the ways they're going to set up offensively, defensively, where you could find success. Pulled a couple of the interesting quotes. I'd recommend going and and reading it. I don't even think it's behind a paywall. I think this one is free, so you can head on over there and read it. Here's a couple of the more interesting quotes. Uh, Quote, they'll be prepared for IU, but they won't dramatically change their approach. They believe in what they do and retain the confidence to keep running it no matter the opponent. You guys heard us talk to another Jacob, Jacob Sholden, on Wednesday's episode about Kent State. Heard a lot about their aggressive defensively, uh, turned teams over a lot. There was a, a section in here talking about how they're going to hedge on pick and rolls and really get up in your face. Jalen Hutchafina is going to have to uh, be in control of the basketball, which at times he hasn't been. So they're going to test him in that regard and they're going to test the Hoosiers in that regard but they're not going to change how they play just because they're coming up against IU Uh, they're going to stay the same Kent State when talking about their backcourt Malik Jacobs sincere carry quote they're going to play heavy minutes one coach said with the media timeouts in the NCAA tournament they that won't really matter so those two aren't going to leave the floor hardly at all maybe at all uh, but I use in a similar boat. Trace Jackson Davis and Jalen Hochefina are probably going to play 40 minutes, no less than like 38, I would say, for them. Uh, and to the point we mentioned earlier, quote, Indiana has to limit turnovers, bad shots that lead to easy ones for them. Uh, one Matt coach told the Indy Star, 
because if they get out in transition off of steals and long rebounds, thing like that, things like that, they're pretty good. Yeah, this is a team that's going to feast off the turnovers, fast break points, points off turnovers, kind of those those transition opportunities. Don't give them easy baskets. It, turnovers are bad as is. Live ball turnovers are what Kent State get a lot of. So don't don't do that. Basically, it's easier said than done, but don't do that. It was interesting. The coaches were kind of split on how they thought they uh, I uh, Kent State, excuse me, would defend Trace Jackson Davis. They've tried a couple of different things. And some thought that they would more, maybe not leave Trace by himself, but not worry so much about doubling and kind of worry about shutting down everyone else. Others thought that they would send a, a double probably off of, with the other big man and force IU to uh, skip the ball, beat them from beyond the arc. I would imagine it's probably going to look something like that. IU doesn't have a track record this season of beating teams from beyond the arc consistently. I would imagine that's what opponents are going to make the Hoosiers do in the NCAA tournament. Uh, what they did say, which I think pertains to regardless of what uh, defense they really play, quote, they're going to make you skip the ball, drive the ball, skip the ball, drive the ball, one coach said. They'll play in a scramble after that first rotation. So if they double trace, they're going to leave open a skip pass that he'll make, but you have to make him punish, or you have to punish them from that point, whether it's Miller Cop. Quit pump faking threes and shoot it. Whether it's Trey Galloway driving past a closeout and kicking or finishing at the rim, those types of moments are going to be the ones that Hoosiers have to make the right play in because Kent State's going to be comfortable forcing them to drive and kick. Uh, last quote I just thought uh, kind of summarizes this team a bit. They're a strong team that excels off the bounce. I think just Indiana's overall size and depth can wear them down. Uh, this is from Michael Lewis, so someone who knows. Uh, we got them in foul trouble. We were able to get to the free throw line, spread them out with ball screens, and attacked them in rotation. So Michael Lewis at Ball State went 1-1 one and one against them. He was successful. That is one thing I've noticed is that this uh, Kent State team doesn't have a lot of size. So Trace, Race, Malik Renew are going to be really big in this one to uh, hopefully wear them down a little bit. Um, it's going. This is going to be a tough game. What I've kind of settled on, though, is that we may be overthinking this a little bit. This is this this matchup four thirteen is kind of an inherently always a tough game. The thirteen is almost always is always a talented mid major that won the conference uh, championship against a vulnerable, uh, typically power five, power six school. So. That's why these are always kind of vulnerable. I, I don't – this IU team, though, has something that a lot of those teams don't in the talent that they have. I think back – Kent State has played nobody playing as well as Trace Action Davis. They've only played one person that's, like, comparable to Trace. It's Drew Timmy, who is comparable to Trace. Drew Timmy had 29 and 17 for Gonzaga in their win against Kent State. Trace is probably going to have a big game. They've only played maybe one person comparable to Jalen Hood Shafino, and they're very different play styles, but Marcus Sasser at Houston uh, is about the only, in terms of talent, like the only guard they place. Sasser's 6'1", and Jalen is 6'5", 6'6". Sasser had 19 points, 5 rebounds in that one, 
And he even shot one of 10 from three. So everything he shot that wasn't a three basically went in. Um, it was, I, IU is going to have the two best players on the floor and two players that Kent State does not typically play. And certainly they have not played a team that has both of them. And I know there's a lot of other things on the margins. IU has to have role players step up. Malik Renew, Tamar Bates, maybe Jordan Geronimo. I'm not really sure if he's even going to see minutes. But especially those first two, Galloway, Cop, Race Thompson, those guys can't disappear. They're going to need some production from them on both ends of the floor. But I just keep coming back to the fact that IU has Trace and Jalen Hood-Shafino. And that's going to be really tough for Kent State to match up against. So I'm feeling confident about Indiana. Cautiously confident, but I'm feeling confident. I think the Hoosiers will take this. If the line is at four and a half, which it has been, I think Kent State probably covers, but the Hoosiers come away with a victory, and I'll take it. Uh, I would be surprised if Indiana blew them out. Pleasantly surprised, but... This is going to be a hard-fought win, but I think it's going to be a win nonetheless for the Hoosiers. Hopefully, I'm not eating those words and on on freezing cold takes or cold takes exposed or anything uh, this weekend for that. But we're going down with the ship. I'm not going to sit here and predict that they're going to lose. There's no fun in that. I think the Hoosiers have it. There's plenty of reasons why they should win this game. We'll we'll talk about it tomorrow and uh, see if I was right or if I was wrong and kind of figure it out but again we'll be live tomorrow after the women's game sometime in the afternoon tomorrow probably around three or four eastern be on the lookout for that thanks again guys for making locked on hoosiers your first listen every day Uh, for your second listen check out the brand new podcast locked on college basketball isaac shade and andy Patton are killing it over there they have everything you guys could possibly want to know right now Uh, Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Follow us on Twitter if you have not already. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a quick rating and review. All that great stuff. Most importantly, uh, let's go Hoosiers. It's a big one. Let's have a lot of wins this weekend. As always, though, guys, LEO.